1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Partick Thistle and Hearts will take joint legal action against the SPFL after the Jags were provided the funding to do so. Stranraer say it's too costly to make their own case and James Anderson turns his attentions to women's football by providing a six-figure donation. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon DL. Yes, good evening, Andrew. Uh, yesterday we thought it was Hearts going on a lone journey here down the legal uh, path. Today we find out that Partick Thistle uh, is going to join them. I said last week that I changed my mind in reconstruction. I was for it. I thought the 14, 10, 10 and 10 would have worked. Now, it was not for Hart's benefit. Let me say that first and foremost. I thought that the club that really, really suffered in this situation was Partick Thistle. Now, up until today, um, Partick Thistle took their punishment, decided, look, there's no point getting into a legal battle. It would cost too much money. We need to focus on the money bringing into the club, keep the club going, keep jobs going, get new players in, try and bounce back. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant of them. But out of nowhere, someone's come in and, uh, you know, told them that they would be prepared to back them. And they're now going down that legal route with hearts. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, lots of talking points tonight. So make sure you get involved as well. The number you need, 0141 951 1025. Or you can send us a tweet at... Clyde SSB but we'll dive straight into that breaking news today that Partick Thistle confirmed that they will join Hearts in their legal case against the SPFL just 24 hours after saying they wouldn't they outlined their disappointment yesterday at clubs voting against a final reconstruction bid and said they wouldn't be taking it to court but did say they reserved the right to do so in the future that decision quickly changed because today they made a further statement through Jackie Lowe which says Yesterday we said that court action was our preferred route to challenging our relegation to League One. It was only a lack of funding that stopped us. At the time, we reserved the right to change our position should circumstances change. They went on to say last night, in response to our statement, we received a proposal to fully fund legal action should we wish to pursue it at no cost to Thistle. After careful board consideration, we have now accepted this extremely generous offer of unexpected help. Today, following discussions with Hearts, we have agreed that we will launch a joint legal challenge to resolve what others have failed to do so since April. And it's pretty straightforward. We knew that Partick Thistle always mm. wanted to do it. They, they talked about it previously. It wasn't a viable option for them at one point. It now is. I think the, I think every bit of concentration was going on hearts, Andrew, and I think everybody's fed up with the heart situation. And there's a lot of people out there saying, "Look, even Roy McGregor at Ross County, you're relegated to your punishment. That's fine. I've no no problem whatsoever. But from day one, the problem that I've always had is Party Thistle, because I do believe that they should have had an opportunity to at least have the same amount of games. Now. If the situation was everybody had the same amount of games and Partick Thistle had to be relegated with Hearts and Srinra as it stands just now, I would have accepted that. I thought, right, fine. It's just the way it is. There are 42 clubs. They've voted for the season to finish. They've voted to take the money. They've not went for reconstruction. Fine, let's move on. Let's look at the future. Let's look towards August. Let's get the championship started again. Um couple of months after that let's see what's happened to League 1 and 2 bigger fish to fry out there but I am um, in a way 
glad because hearts are going down the legal route. So I am glad that someone's come in and they're fighting Partick Thistle's corner because I think they deserve it. That's the thing. Hearts have been the big story here and mm-hmm. everyone is focusing on them, as you said. And people have found it very easy to bash Hearts through this. They've talked about, you know, the, the fact that, you know, Craig Levine and Austin McPhee and everything that happened with the club and they weren't any good. They only won four games all season and people will make those arguments against Hearts. But with Partick Thistle... Different. It's a completely different situation yeah. because I, I just don't know how you can look at the situation Partick Thistle are in two points behind with a game in hand and say, ah, it's fair, that's right, they should go down. I think they should have found some way. How? I don't know, I've not got the answer. A lot of people might come up with suggestions. They should have found some way to make it fair for Partick Thistle. I'm not interested in Hearts. Now, you can have the argument with Hearts. They won four games and... You know, all that went with it and and budget decisions. I totally agree with all that. But to say that Hearts would have been relegated, we don't know. You can say they won four games. You look above them, I think Hamilton, Ross County, six and seven games have won. There's still nine games to go. The split was coming up, they're going to play each other. You look at Ross County's record uh, up until the what happened in March. Ah, they were on free fall. They were on free fall, exactly. Uh, Hamilton rescued herself with two magnificent results, one at Ibrox and one against Kilmarnock. <clears throat> so I can understand from the Hearts' point of view saying, well, yeah, we accept the fact that they, they voted for it, so they've got to accept it, but they could have saved themselves. But the big concern's not Hearts for me. I think, out of fairness of Scottish football, we have got to find a way to be fair to Partick Thistle and because Hearts are going down the legal route and I don't like to see it because I'd like to look forward I'm delighted someone's come in and give them a bit of backing and a bit of help because if they get into League 1 we're talking that League 1 might not start to what? January maybe? Now Hearts are a decent sized club they're trying to keep themselves full time they've got a decent support there but there's going to be jobs lost in this as well. Think of the people that's got to lose a lot of jobs. I know, I know all over the world people are losing jobs, but people will lose jobs at Partick Thistle because of this situation through maybe no fault of their own because if they'd have won that game in hand, they wouldn't be in the position. Well, Partick Thistle fans, we want to hear from you as well. 0141 951 1025 to give us your thoughts or you can give us a tweet at Clyde SSB. And it is a big change in a day. But so much has changed in that. Party Thistle said in their statement that they put it out there. They said, you know, this is the reason why we can't take legal action, although that is the, the primary route. And it must be a great feeling for the people at the club that they don't have that financial burden of, you know, the legal action because it looks as if it's all going to be covered for them. Well, they had to take the decision, Andrew, because of obviously financial. They weren't going to waste uh, money in legal costs because probably they don't have it. And they would need to concentrate on keeping the club alive for the supporters. They've got a duty to not just their players, but their staff in there, office staff, everything. They're trying to keep people in employment. So I totally understand that and I admire them for taking that stance because they could have easily cried wolf. And But someone's come in and they've looked at the situation and decided, this isn't fair in Partick Thistle. And as I say, let's get away from Hearts. Let's get away from Sunra. Uh, because they they were at the bottom of the league They'd played the same amount of games as everyone else Partick Thistle haven't So I think in fairness to Scottish football That's why people were saying Well why have you reversed your judgement Because I thought 12, 10, 10, 10 worked And I still believe it worked But for the fairness of football in Partick Thistle for instance I thought 14, 10, 10, 10 
we'd have resolved everything. You wonder how confident Hearts and Partick Thistle will be because we know that they've they've previously sort of taken legal advice on this situation. The legal advice they've said is favourable towards mm. them. So you'd think, you know, if they are forking out the money for it, are going into it, they'll feel as if they have a, a very good case here. Yeah, but I, I'm sure that uh, SPFL have got uh, good lawyers and have taken legal advice as well, Andrew. And probably they've been told the same. Remember, they're, they're, a, member, they're a member club. They have, uh, you've got to abide by the rules. They've voted for the league to be finished uh, early. They've taken their prize money. Um, they've put it out there for reconstruction. It's been voted against. So, as I say, if it had been down to the fact that Partick Thistle had played the same amount of games as everybody else, I would be saying, take your punishment, move on. Now, you look at the heart situation, and that's a big topic here. I'm not saying that Hearts should have been saved. I think they're a big club in Scottish football. Of course they are. Whether it had been a case of, you know, I've heard so many suggestions about, well, what if for a fairness, why does Hearts not play against Dundee? I think Kenny Douglas come up with that one. Why does, you know, not a playoff to make sure everything's fair? It's not about Hearts for me here. It's was, about Partick. There was just a final point in that Partick Thistle statement as well uh, Jackie Lowe saying to those who think we should just move on and accept what's been dished out to us yesterday 26 clubs put themselves first today we have now been given the opportunity to do the same and one thing that has become apparent throughout all this not as if we needed it it looks as if there is even more division amongst these SPFL clubs yeah everyone's looking after herself self-interest and I don't blame any club because you know, if Partick Thistle were sitting comfortable still in the championship, they'd be looking after herself as well. Unfortunately, when the decision was made on Monday, they didn't have the money to go down the legal route. Now they do, they have the backing and they've got the right to do that and I applaud them for it because I think it is the right way to go. I don't want to see this. It's constant every time we wake up in the morning. It's a story about reconstruction. It was a story about legal, um, going down legal routes and everything. We should be concentrating on August the 1st. We should be concentrating, getting our teams back and obviously a lot of teams now back in training and starting to work towards that date to get this football up and running again. But as I, I keep stressing on this programme, I have every sympathy in the world for Partick. One day we'll be able to talk about football. Today is not that day though. 01419511025 on the phone lines. Ricky is a Celtic fan in Easter House. Ricky? Hi, I'm just listening here. Hearts, which got this will go through this legal route. This is no guarantee that they'll win it through the legal route. See the money that's been put into this legal route, would that not be better served for Thistle to try and survive if they do get to well, Ricky, that money be better spent there rather than putting money in because it, it's going to cost them a, quite a few quid going no, illegally. No, but what, what you've got to understand is when when Partick came out after a decision and said we're not going down the legal route, i.e., that was the reason why because they realised if we go and spend this money and we do lose, then obviously it affects the football club. So they decided no, we have to take the punishment. We don't agree with it. We have to take the punishment. But what we'll do is we'll concentrate and try to keep our club afloat, keep jobs afloat, and try and get players in to get them out of the league. Now, what's happened today is someone's come in and said, look, forget about the legal costs, we'll cover that. So it's not going to affect Partick Thistle in any way financially here. No, no. But see that, don't go down the legal, take the money after the person, 
eller Persson, han hører hvad skinner med, han siger, det måske er bare det, der er så umændigt, for det kan han give dem lavet i. Og nu giver han dem lavet i, og der er uheldt om sig fejl, det kan være ryser, og man kan døne, der er bare ikke været startet. Yeah, the only thing I'll say about that, I was jokingly saying to Alison and Andrew before I came on the studio that if I was part of this, I'd just take the money and sit back and watch Hearts uh, pay all the legal fees. And, right, but we don't know what the circumstances are about the fact of the the person that's got in contact with party. Maybe it's just a case of saying, look, I'm not going to invest into the club, I'm not going to put money into the club, but what I'll do is... If you want to go down there Because I think it's unfair That you've been relegated Into League One Then I'll pick up the cost Now I don't I don't know the ins and outs of it Nobody does at this moment in time Unless it's You're in the party thistle board But I would Probably suspect the fact That the, whoever it is Is putting the money up Is probably says Look I'll cover the legal cost But maybe I'm not going to invest Into the, the football side of it well, thank you to Ricky in Easter House. Keep those calls coming. 0141 951 1025. David is a Partick Thistle fan in Mary Hill. David? Hi there. How are you doing? Hi, Good, thanks, David. I'm What's just going to make a point about the Thistle carry on. You know, just absolutely um, 100% backing the, the, the legal action that they're going through just now. I, th- I honestly think that there's been something said before this um, that they were given assurances that they would. The, 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 the reconstruction that they would be involved in some sort of you know uh, reconstruction system so I, I believe that's the, the, the thing that's been going on here Well I don't uh, nobody can t- say that they were given assurances and obviously with the vote and the, the amount that only voted for it because it wasn't even close yeah, six, 16, 16 of the 42 so clubs. I don't know where they can get the the idea that there are assurances out there for party you're going to be safe here because it certainly didn't work for them. But I do agree the fact now that they've got the, the financial uh, clout behind them to pay for their bills, I think they're quite in, entitled to. I don't want to see uh, Scottish football getting into legal battles. Of course I don't. Oh, I, think we've been through, I think we've been through enough, uh, uh, to be honest, you know, to be for us to be actually getting pulled through another legal, legal battle. But I just think that this will have really got a, a case to be answered here. Yeah, and so do I. I, I back you 100%. Uh, I right. keep saying if it was a case of that they played the same amount of games, I'd be saying, no, you've just got to accept oh, this, yeah. the situation. You've got to accept the vote. You're a member club. Uh-huh. Clubs voted for it. You were a part of that. You've just got to take your medicine. Un- uh, unfortunately, it's unfair for you. But because but of that one game for me, I don't think it's fair in party. But when you were saying it, when you were saying about the vote, you know that there were so many that voted, you know. Uh, yes, and but I honestly think that they say to them, listen, don't worry about it. Vote, vote the way that we are telling you to vote, and and you'll be involved in this new setup. I think that's the, the assurances that I was talking about. Um, I'd, we can't answer that, but I would be surprised because I think the I think Jackie Lowe would come out. I think she's a a very angry person. I think she feels that she's been let down by a lot of clubs, and she's now talking about and quite rightly so, making a statement saying, well. They clubs looked after themselves. It's now time for us to look after ourselves. And I think she's very angry. I think she's very upset. I think she's very disappointed. I like the way Partick Thistle handled it yesterday. You know, they didn't agree with it. And they turned around and said, we've not got the finances to go down the legal route. We just have to go on with it. We have to keep the money. We have to keep the money in the club. We have to try and concentrate and get back up the league. But they've been thrown a lifeline by someone coming in saying, I'll pick up the legal costs. I think somebody's... 
I think somebody's come in and actually uh, kind of maybe says to them, look, we've really got a good fighting chance here. That's why maybe somebody's put the money in, because they, they think that they've got a good chance of winning this. Uh, yeah, but as I say, I don't know what chance they've got of winning it. But if Hearts are going to go down there, then I'm certainly delighted that Partick Thistle are joining them. David, what Aye, is the, the David? What is the feeling amongst the the Partick Thistle support over the last few weeks? Just I just I think they're just absolutely disappointed. You know, obviously the fact that there was the game in hand that we could have played. If we won it, we would have you know went ahead, and we wouldn't be speaking about this. So. It's just that feeling, you know, that we've not had the chance to play our game in hand. I think that's really what it's down to. Well, thank you to David in Mary Hill. Keep those calls coming. 01419511025. Of course, talking about that joint legal action that Partick Thistle and Hearts will be doing. When it comes to the legal action as well, we don't need to tell people twice that you're not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. But... It's interesting to, to sort of think about what could happen going forward because we don't know whether the clubs will be fighting for, you know, compensation, whether, you know, if Hearts win, if Partick Thistle win, whether they'll stay in their current divisions and just be compensated for mm-hmm. what's happened or if they win, is it a case of, you know, that there could be an injunction put on the season to, to stop it going ahead, which would be worrying for, for a lot of other clubs as well? Yeah, uh, we don't know exactly what way it's going to go. Andrew, there's a few choices out there. They could get to a stage where they think, no, I don't think we're going to win this and back away from it and just accept it. They could win it and then that would really uh, cause problems whether the start of the season is put in hold uh, or they're put back into the leagues or reconstructions put back on again. We don't really know uh, until we really see what the outcome's going to be, how far this goes. Uh, by the talks of Hearts and Partick Thistle, it looks like they're going to go all the way. You've said earlier that, you know, they've obviously got a lot of confidence in their lawyers and the advice that they're getting. But to back against that, SPFL will be the exact same. So I don't like legal fights in Scottish football, especially just now. But um, it's where we are and uh, we just need to, it's a waiting game. Uh, but just now, all clubs can do is start preparing for August the 1st and that's what's happening because I think most of the clubs are back now 01419511025 we'll get more of your calls after the travel with Stephen you are the voice of Scottish football call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL here with me Andrew McLean on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard you're always guaranteed a bit of a laugh when Gordon DL walks into the office was telling me a a story earlier on about you know you had your your golf booked for the morning ready to go telling me what what time you got up ready to to go and play golf oh, I was at uh, five o'clock I was playing with uh, I was playing with Gordon yesterday uh, we're getting a lot of golf in just now with the spare time uh, and it was funny it just shows you the the people that listen to us show Andrew I was waiting just to book on and Gordon was standing there and there was a lad standing in the corner and he looks at me and he says oh you're that lad off uh, the radio is that right and I says yeah. She's just to let you know, he says, uh, your nose isn't as big as what they all make out. <laughs> Not even one compliment, it was all about my nose. But uh, no, we've been having a few games of golf and enjoying our, our sort of uh, the weather just now and uh, our free time. So Gordon's in good spirits as well. Good stuff, there we are. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Let's hear from Stranraer Chairman Ian Duggan because he says they can't afford to take legal action against the SPFL but says he understands why others will. He also says he isn't too worried about their future financially. Yeah, disappointed but uh, not actually surprised. Um, I think there was probably 
bit of weariness towards all the various different votes over the last couple of months. I think that would probably be one of the major problems. We're small fry. We're one of the although we're one of the older clubs. But we're, uh, we're going into the 150th year this year. Well, in financial terms, we're one of the smaller clubs, and it's no uh, a route we could actually afford to take in any shape or form. I mean, Hearts would be a big loss to the Premier League, and I mean, obviously financially, it's a huge hit to Heart of Midlothian as well. So. Yeah, I mean, I, could, I fully understand Dan Budge's position and um, going down the legal route. Whether it's successful to, remains to be seen. I'm, I'm not actually so um, worried about the future because we haven't got any players. That is the main financial cost, is the players. But, I mean, it's just a case of we would love to be able to get started. And it's not, um, as I say, it's 150th year. So we would just like to be able to get started sooner rather than later. And well, that's the thing, Gordon. That it's it's just not possible for a club like Stranraer. You hear Ian Duggan saying there they, they don't have a single player on their books at the moment. What she's saying is actually a positive because yeah, no. you know they don't know when they're next playing football. It means that they don't have that expense of having to pay players every single week. But um, you know they they don't have the luck that Hearts and Partick Thistle do in this scenario where they either can pay for it themselves or they'd have someone that's coming and paying it for them. Yeah, you look at uh, the difference. Hearts and obviously Partick, full-time, full-time staff, um, you know, pay out a lot of money, Andrew. It's different down at Sunra. Um, they're probably a well-run club. As you say, no players, so no money going out. Um, so there's not a lot of bills to pay, really. So they can... They can sit and wait because by the time they get around to play football, uh, players will not be a concern. I think there'll be a lot of footballers unemployed, a lot of footballers just desperate to play football. Um, so you'll probably get a good pick of uh, the quality of player first and foremost and probably get them for less money than you're used to paying. He also said that you know he felt that clubs had just sort of grown weary of reconstruction talks and a lot of them just wanted to get on with it. But I think that's just what comes with the current system we have in place when it is a members association and you've got 42 clubs no doubt that all of them or most of them will just vote for what is best for their club and I think you will just continue to have those problems whether you know no matter what happens because everyone is you know voting for their own interests but you know to actually change that system you would need everyone to vote for it as well. So you kind of are stuck a wee bit. Yeah, I can understand. I think everyone's a bit fed up of reconstruction. I think everyone's a bit fed up of listening to Hearts. We're now hearing Hearts supporters out today shouting about we're going to boycott the championship. I just don't buy into all that nonsense that goes with it. If you're going to boycott the championship, best of luck to you. All you're doing is hurting your team anyway. Your team would rather your support be there. But if you think the championship's going to fall because the heart support's in, going to your yeah, the away grounds in, I think hearts need to have a real look at themselves. But that's up to them as a football club. It's different from Sunra. Sunra can sit there and say, right, okay, we're fed up with it. We don't want to hear any more of it. We'll take our punishment. I'm not being disrespectful. Sunra's a small club. They've no players. They've no outgoings, really. Compared to Hearts, compared to Partick Thistle, who employ full-time people, got a lot of staff, got a lot of players, you know, people behind the scenes as well, job costs, everything like that. So 
I think it's a different scenario with the likes of teams like Hearts and Partick Thistle. 01419511025 is the number you need because I want to get your thoughts at home on this and I'll get the thoughts of Gordon DL as well. It was something I wanted to touch on yesterday, didn't quite get the chance because uh, of reconstruction, but it was quotes from Neil Lennon in some of the Sunday newspapers. He was talking about the first Old Firm game of the season so the way it works with the old firm games they tend to alternate so the first old firm game of last season was at Ibrox which means that mm-hmm. the first old firm game of this season should be at Celtic Park and he was asked about it and he says should the first old firm game be pushed back I think that's what everyone would want everyone associated with the game would want that and the clubs would want that I'm sure that it would suit the TV companies as well so what he's talking about is pushing the game back to a point where fans are allowed back in the grounds so mm. it's an interesting argument because, you know, he's making that argument and saying, you know, everyone would want a, a full house for the old firm game. But then there's more sort of cynical minds that would turn around and say, well, are you not just saying that because not having any fans in the stadium at a home old firm game could well just eradicate the home advantage? Here we go. Matter <laughs> of opinion. Matter of opinion, let me say. I think that he's 100% correct. I would push it back as far as I possibly could to see if we could get a full house or at least, you know, half a full house in there to create a bit of atmosphere. These games are all about atmosphere. Now, if you're a Rangers supporter and you're sitting there shouting at the radio, well, it gives them advantage because we only got get 800, 800 tickets or something. Yeah, like. around that. Right, 800 tickets. But take your mind back to the last time you had 800 people at Celtic Park. Rangers won the game. So it worked for them. Now, as a player, and I'm talking as a player who's played in these games before, and I get the choice whether I was Rangers or Celtic, would I rather play behind closed doors away from home or play away from home in front of 60,000 Celtic fans or 50,000 Rangers supporters? I would take the crowd all day long, Andrew, and I'm sure all the players would as well. These games are about atmosphere, and that's, and I, that's why I think Neil Lennon... It's totally right in what you said. I think we've got to give it as much chance as we possibly can because this is our game. This is the biggest game in Scottish football. So I think that try to play it behind closed doors, yeah, if that's the case, we've got to do it. But with a crowd, with an atmosphere, definitely. 01419511025. That's the number Jeffrey and Giffnock has dialed. Jeffrey? Yes. Um, I've got two points I want to make, but we'll talk about Neil Lennon first. In some ways, he is right, but you have to realise, um, if you listen to the news in China, they've now just got a second wave of COVID. Do we want to risk having a second wave and putting the NHS back? Um, we're just getting on top of things now. I mean, when it comes to film games, it does need the atmosphere, but for everybody's safety, and I hope Neil Lennon's listened to this, I think he's wrong in what he's saying because we're going to go back to square one if supporters are allowed back into the stadiums too early. Jeffrey, the point he's making is that the old firm game is pushed back to a point where it is safe well, for well, fans I to be allowed back that. in. I mean, when, when? I mean, well, this well, is the, this is the thing. When can it? When can when can it happen? Um, Jeffrey, nobody can answer that. And but Neil Lennon's exactly. only about right. Okay, and I don't think Neil Lennon's making that point out. I think Neil Lennon's just saying, look, let's give it as much time as we possibly can. We don't know what's going to change. But you're right. The safety f- comes first and foremost. And if it has to be, be played behind closed doors, 
Then everyone will accept that for the safety of people. Of course we will. But I think that Neil Lennon is quite right to come out and say, do you know what? Let's try and push it back as far as we possibly can. We don't know what's going to happen in the next two, three months, whatever it may be, and give it every chance because it is our game. That's the biggest game yeah, in our I calendar. Re- I realise that. I realise that. But when you set the fixtures up um, at the beginning of the season, um, you have to stick to it. And then, if uh, God forbid, if we were to get back into Europe, um, then you would have the European fixtures. I mean, uh, uh, it's it's going to be very difficult. Um, we do need the support back at the football clubs, um, which is going to be my second point in a second. Um, it's going to be difficult. Um, I, it's going to be difficult. Right, now, can I get on to my second point about, about reconstruction? Yes. I think a lot of the smaller clubs, and I hope I'm wrong, are going to go out of business. I think there should have been reconstruction to help every single club. And I'm not even going to mention the two clubs that we that you were talking about earlier. I'm talking about every single club. And I thank Neil Doncaster for getting the sky the sky money because that is going to help as well. Um he put a lot of effort into it and it's not often that we see that Neil Neil Doncaster does something right but in this case he has well that's the thing Gordon Jeffrey's saying that you know there should have been reconstruction to help these teams in the lower leagues out but it was the teams in the lower league that were part part of the vote and only 16 of the 42 clubs so there will have been a lot of clubs in league 1 in league 2 in the championship that said no to to various forms of reconstruction I'm not saying I'm not saying that we won't lose any clubs, Andrew. I hope we don't, but I'm I'm not saying that we will. Uh, but if you look at, we were listening to this from Rab Manage, uh, sorry, Chairman. There, there's no outgoings in the lower leagues. Uh, probably there's a lot of clubs like Stranraer. I think the Barnes one jumped a few on this program. Have no players. Um, you know, I think if you go right down, I think there'll be a lot of clubs where you know no players and and outgoings very little. Which will help them They've got the loans obviously To fall back in as well To help them through the period Until their football gets back So as much as it's doom and gloom You're thinking we're going to lose A lot of the lower league clubs I don't think we will I'm not saying we we won't lose any But I don't think we'll lose a lot 01419511025 is the number you need I'm going to go quickly back Onto those Neil Lennon comments Because you were saying You'd be in favour of of Pushing the old firm game Mm. back but is there not an argument to say that you know other clubs will say, well, you know, what? Why can't we do the same? Why can't we push a game back? The likes of you know, smaller teams in the leagues might say, well, you know, if we've got Celtic or we've got Rangers coming to our home ground, that will generate a lot of money for us. It'll be better for us. Can we not push yeah, our but, games back but as my, well? My argument to this is quite simple. Then, Andrew, we, our clubs are making a lot of money through a fantastic deal from Sky. Why do you think Sky's invested so much money into the Scottish game? No disrespect. It's not to watch Celtic against Kilmarnock or Rangers against St Johnston. It's for the big f- the four games. And that was the, the one thing that they had to have in, written in stone. That, that They had the four games. That This is your game. This will make Scottish football. I'm not being disrespectful to the rest of the clubs because they've got a part to play and a, and a very good part in that. But that's the reason why we we get the sponsorship from Sky 
which because of the, the big two Celtic and Rangers Is there an argument to say that even more people will be watching it on the TV Because there won't be 60,000 people inside Celtic Park watching it there So Sky's TV deal will actually be working itself out Because the the fans that weren't in the ground will be watching it on the TV More people will be watching it on the television Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point But I just think that Going back to your point about the football game I think that a Celtic Rangers game is what makes it as much as, you know, the f- the fact that, you know, the the, the will to win between the two clubs is the fact of the support, the, the sporting atmosphere. I just think that's a big factor in an old firm game. And I think if, a, if you're a player, and as I say, I've been very fortunate to play in these games, uh, whether it's at Celtic Park or Ibrox and you've got the... The majority of the crowd It doesn't matter The atmosphere's incredible ask, ask the guys that have played in the games They'll tell you I think everybody Connected with Celtic And Rangers as a player Would rather have support Now it goes back to Geoffrey's point Of course Of course it's got to be Under the guidance of Safety first That's a long way down the road But I understand All I'm trying to put out there Andrew Is understand the point that Neil Lennon's making 01419511025 If you phone that We could be speaking to you After the travel with Stephen 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL here with me Andrew McLean On the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Remember you can get in touch with us On Twitter as well At Clyde SSB That's what Altied has done mm. He says If the first Celtic versus Rangers game Has to be behind closed doors For health reasons So has the second game For fair play reasons And so on So he thinks that If the first Old Firm game Between Celtic and Rangers mm. At Celtic Park Is behind closed doors that the game at Ibrox also needs to be behind closed doors for fairness. No, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. I think that uh, we have to get the supporters into the ground uh, as soon as we possibly can. Uh, but obviously, safety comes first. Once we've get, we've been given the green light to go ahead with that, Andrew, I think that football is about supporters. You know, I can understand that. I can understand his thinking by, behind that. But it's about the support going out there supporting their team. And whether the first game at Celtic Park's played behind closed doors And then the next one at Ibrox played in front of full house It's about getting supporters back to football You just open a can of worms there as well Because I think any team at that point would say Well, you know, I've played this team away Or this team at home behind closed doors And you know, why are they getting into that? I think at that point it just gets very messy And plus the fact It's about There are two things in football Supporters and players and the supporters want to go and watch games They want to go and support their team And players want to play in front of crowds It's far better playing in front of crowds Than playing behind closed doors Kenny is a Partick Thistle fan in Moss Park Kenny, what are your thoughts tonight? Uh, I'd just like to ask Gordon uh, He said earlier on He was disappointed with uh, Partick Thistle Been relegated with Still having that game in hand But I think the real problem is That Partick Thistle are getting denied Playing their trade here because the first and second divisions are talking about maybe no starting them to the new year, so it's a, it's more than a double whammy for Thistle. Well, they uh, they're not allowed to play their football. Yeah, well, I've, you know, I, I yet, did touch they're on up, the, uh. they're up and ready to go uh-huh. whenever they're whenever they're asked. But this could be the new year before Party Thistle see it, so they're getting penalised left, right, and centre here. Well, I, I did say that uh, in the early part of the show. I'm I'm totally with Party Thistle on this one. I'm I'm really right behind them. Uh, I'm not too interested in the Hearts situation. 
Um, but Hearts are in it They're in the legal battle And Partick Thistle have joined them And I'm glad they have Because I think they've got a case I really do And you're right The It's not just the fact of dropping down a division They're going to be losing probably full-time football There's a lot of jobs being lost there Now, if it was the end of the season And they were relegated Then I'm sorry you, There's not a defence there for them but, I don't think Andy's got a problem with that. Yeah, but because they've got a game in hand through no fault of their set, yeah, through no fault of their own, they've got a game in hand there that could have saved them and probably saved their full time status, saved jobs as well. Uh, so I, I, I totally agree, and I, I do think that it's going to be hard for party in the fact that yeah, we don't know when League One and League Two is looking to start back up. Uh, so, see, I, I believe that party this was been denied. By the SPFL applying their trade, they're denying one of their members make, making a living. Well, you know, bit, I, think uh, that, I think that is Thistle's legal legal cause here. Well, um, as I say, Andrew and I are not lawyers, but they might go down right. that road. Uh, that might be their case. That's what they they may want to fight. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but as I say, I totally agree with every party Thistle fan who feel really let down by the fact that you know I think it's been very unfair in the club. Kenny, how worrying is that as a Partick Thistle fan that, you know, at the moment, with the club being consigned to, to League One, obviously the, the legal battle pending, that, you know, you have no idea when the team could be back out on the pitch? Well, as I say, I think that's been denied applying their trade. Thistle's ready to go whenever they're asked. But the idea that it could go to the new year obviously puts the, fu- the club's future at risk. It really does. And I think they've just been kicked while they're down here. You know, I don't see any. I really don't see any need for it. I mean, if if there is clubs ready and willing to go ahead in August, September, whenever it may be, then they should be allowed to play. Just because they happen to be in a league where they can't play, I believe they've been denied the right to make a living. Kenny, the only thing I would say is it's not not, not a case of party this will going full time and people Mm. losing jobs. It's the idea that they're not allowed to play football. It's going to lose them jobs. But I mean, Kenny, you you look at it. If there are if there are no other teams from sort of League One or League Two that are able to to play football, what can the SPFL really do about that? And I completely understand your point that you know if Thistle are, are ready to go, they'll really want to play football. But if there's no other teams to play against, it's it's not going to be very easy. Well, there's other teams to play against. You've got a Championship League there. Yeah, but they're not in the Championship. Is that's the problem? Well, that's the case. I mean, if they're ready to go. If they're ready to go Yeah but you can't uh, well, hold, on, hold on a minute Say Mark Wilson Comes in here On Thursday and says I've got 20 players At breaking Ready to go um, What do you do Put them in the championship They should be allowed to play But, but, but I'm asking you a question Do they put them in the championship That's the problem Ken, look, well, I've, 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 seems to be geared About Celtic Rangers right No, here no this is not What you do With Celtic Rangers arguing about When they're going to play Because it's television rights And, and when they're no You hey. know The real question Mark Is one of their own members is getting screwed here That well, is the problem Well what, what's happened here is Obviously the voting of the clubs Right And I, I'm Kenny I'm not going to actually stand here and argue with you Because I actually support you in Party Thistle But Just because they're ready to go Just now To say August for instance You can't just turn around and say Well Party Thistle's ready to go Stick them in the championship They've got to be in the championship To, to start well, But they're not in the championship And I feel sorry for them well, I'm saying they're quick enough throwing them out of it when they, had, they played a game less than their competitors. And once again, I agree so with you. So why not let them in it? Because they voted, you know. they vote, they never, they, if they voted for reconstruction, then Partick Thistle would be allowed in it. 
They'd be ready Never. to go in, uh, I think October But unfortunately The clubs didn't go down that route To vote for reconstruction Which means Partick Thistle have suffered In League 1 So they've got to abide by League 1 And what League 2 that? rules You just can't turn around and say Well when the championship starts Partick's ready to go Just put them up there and on you go Well again to me that's, that's Partick Thistle's legal case That they've been denied the opportunity To play their trade well, that's the thing, Gordon. That there's no denying from the perspective of Hearts and Partick Thistle and Stranraer that this is this is the worst relegation possible because not only have you know you've gone down with the season finishing early, but mm-hmm. for Hearts, no games until October. October. It's looking like Partick Thistle. So the financial costs are going to be big. Whether that comes into the legal case or not, we don't know. We obviously don't know the ins and outs of it. But these are. Possibly the types of things they will be looking at. Yeah, I think I think they're not just suffering in the fact of getting relegated, Andrew. As you rightly said, there you look at Hearts, the size of a club of Hearts, the wage bill, everything that they've got. They're looking at the Championship starting October. Kenny's right. You're looking at Partick, Par- Partick Thistle, a decent club, um, and obviously a lot of uh, full-time players there as well. Last season, they'll be looking. We don't even know what they're talking about January, so. Yeah, it has been a real body blow for the clubs of Hearts, Partick and Srinra will throw them in as well because they suffered, they've been relegated. Um, but you can't just, you just can't have this situation where because Partick Thistle are ready to go, well, we'll just look at putting them in the championship when that starts. It just ain't going to happen. But it depends what happens over this legal case. We never know. They could win it. Uh, things could change. So it's, it's a long road. Well, thank you to Kenny in Moss Park. A final point I wanted to touch on is that James Anderson is providing further help to Scottish football by making a donation to the women's game. The businessman's pledged £250,000 to be spread amongst the top two tiers and Scottish women's football chair Vivian McLaren says the gesture made her feel emotional. It's huge for the domestic uh, women and girls game in Scotland. It's the single... Um biggest donation that, that we've ever received. Um, we've actually been uh, working behind the scenes for a couple of weeks uh, in consultation with Mr Anderson, so it's absolutely wonderful to see it all um, coming to fruition. It's actually quite emotional for me because I've been involved in the board since 2014 and the growth that, that we've seen in that period is just is huge um, and the momentum that we had built up just before the, the COVID pandemic was really getting to kind of fever pitch in terms of the growth and awareness. So to see uh, the game recognised uh, that, that it isn't invisible and women's sport isn't invisible and women's football is worth investing in, it just makes a, a really bold statement out there to any women and girl uh, taking part in any sport. I think one that once the gift aid is taken into account it's going to be over £300,000 which is really a, a massive amount of money for the women's game in this country Yeah it's great news positive Andrew uh, fantastic for the women's football uh, that sort of money will certainly help and uh, well done to James Anderson And I think you know they're obviously feeling the effects of the shutdown as well they just don't get as much coverage Publicity. Others, so you know they probably feel forgotten about a lot of the time women's football in Scotland so it's good to see that you know James Anderson with his generosity isn't forgetting about them at this time Yeah and delighted to hear that um, you heard the interview there um, she was getting emotional uh, because people do care and they do care about the women's football and uh, I'm delighted they've got an investment that will help them and uh, as I say, it's very, very positive for them One of the most promising things that's come out of this James Anderson involvement is that like his donation to the men's game and his donation to the women's game 
you know, they've said that this is just the beginning of a partnership. This is something that, you know, will, will bear fruit for a long while. They'll be in partnership with each other. James Anderson could donate money in the future as well. He's talked about, you know, grassroots in Scotland benefiting from it. He's talked about, you know, potentially lower than the, the SPFL league system. So, you know, if, if we've got someone that is willing to help out the game like that and also, you know, the, the people behind him as well, then, you know, it's a, it's a brilliant thing. Yeah, I was on the show when the news came out and we had a few callers saying, well, James Anderson must want something there must be something going on that he was linked with hearts but we've sat around the table Neil Doncaster uh, he's put his money where his mouth is he's donating money into women's football grassroots football uh, giving clubs in the, uh, you know in Scotland the 42 clubs in Scotland money there to help them to survive so it's been a brilliant investment from him and I think we've got a lot to thank him I mean we heard a, a lot of that you know the, the links to hearts but you know <laughs> this is money being ploughed in way after any yeah, reconstruction talks no, into a completely different sector women's football we we have not even discussed women's football and James Anderson's put money in there to help them they're absolutely delighted with that grassroots football will be delighted with the news that he'll, he'll go down that route as well and try and invest so he's certainly doing his best to help Scottish football and he must be applauded for that and for more stories like that make sure to tune in to the Super Scoreboard Women in Football podcast our latest guest Margot McCaig who produces Women's Bundesliga coverage on BBC Alba and has released a few documentaries about the likes of Glasgow City and Tommy Burns you can find that on the Clyde One app or head to at SSB Women on Twitter that's us done for tonight I'll be back tomorrow with Jim Duffy stay tuned because Callum Gallagher is up next <laughs>